Welcome back, everyone. How are we all doing today? Feeling creative? Maybe feeling like you might just want to change the world a little bit? Well, hold that thought, as perhaps you might want to after hearing from today's guest, Nick Thompson. Nick is based out of the Washington, D.C. offices, and he has a rather cool job of working in our SES innovation team, also known as L192. The term L192, in case you're wondering, it pays homage to SES's original orbital position in space, 19.2 degrees east. Anyway, Nick and his team, they specialize in collaborating with our customers, idea generators, technology innovators, and market leaders, essentially to, in their words, build the new. His expertise and the things he talks about during this interview are part of a wider knowledge sharing series, So if you do find yourself wanting to find out more after this quick interview, please do visit the insights section of SES.com. We have a dedicated webpage and a series of roundtable discussion films that dive deeper into the topic of innovation and the satellite industry, what SES has been up to, and how we plan to move forward with our customers and partners in the coming years. But anyway, let's get back to creativity, to problem solving. Grab a cup of tea, put your feet up, We'll buckle up in the car seat if you're driving as we peer into the world of innovation. Welcome to Satellite Stories. I'm your host, Christina Smith-Meyer. Enjoy. Hi, Nick, and thank you so much for joining us on Satellite Stories today. Hey, Christina, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. A hot topic in today's world is that of innovation, and I'm eager to get your thoughts on what innovation means in the world of satellite. But before we get to that, can you just tell me in your own words, how would you define innovation? Sure, um, I can certainly do that. So in- innovation for me is is a how. It's uh, it's not so much the what. For me, innovation is kind of finding something novel, useful, but it's a, a unique way to solve a customer or business problem. Um, what's more interesting to me, and, and I think what's more useful in, in terms of, of defining innovation is, is that your customer is experiencing a challenge, right? They've got unmet needs. Uh, it's incumbent upon the business to you know, uniquely solve it. Um, innovation is just one method in, in, in how you solve that problem. So innovation gets this, this big, exciting kind of buzzword about it. Uh, to me, it's, it's really about the what, which is solving a problem in, in a unique way. Thank you very much for that definition, Nick. So then tell us a little bit about why innovation matters in the world of satellite. I mean, what are the challenges we're seeing there exactly? Sure. So if you take a look at the industry in order to stay relevant, in, in order to compete, in order to adjust to the, the growing and changing customer demands, all the new entrants uh, as we enter this, this kind of new space ecosystem, we've got to challenge convention and get out of the comfort zone. SES has largely been you know, in that traditional space ecosystem. It's one of the, the kind of early and original players. For, for us to stay kind of relevant in that market, we've got to, we've got to try new and, and inventive things. Um, some of the challenges, uh, satellite's pretty well known, it's stable, and it's easy to result in a kind of traditionalist mindset, very conventional. You hear some expressions, right? We've always done it this way. In this industry in particular, garnering mindshare and simply corralling the human element is uh, is definitely a, a hurdle. You're always up against, I think, time. 
there's an expression, there's always more good ideas than capacity to execute. So, you know, while, while conjuring ideas may or may not be easy for some people, it's finding time throughout our, our business cycles, uh, throughout work days to flesh out and otherwise drive new ideas, new, new opportunities uh, to fruition. So we, we work to address that uh, with L192 and, and we're trying to be part of that transformational culture really answer the question, how do we help folks closest to the work and closest to the customers make, make real impacts uh, on the problems that matter? You mentioned L192, and I, I want to get into the detail of, of that. But before we do that, I want to get a little bit more granular here with regards to innovation and why it matters for, you know, especially what you could argue is an incumbent like SES. Why do we need to innovate? Sure, we need to respond to, I think, changing business demands and, and the changing ecosystem. I mentioned you know, the traditional space ecosystem and, and now the new space ecosystem that we're, we're moving into. And you see an influx of private capital. You've got innovations across the infrastructure. It's imperative for SES to innovate and, and reimagine ourselves to stay relevant, to, to continue to compete. Most folks can recite the, the blockbuster Netflix example. We don't want to follow the same fate. So given the number of new entrants, the, the shifting in technology, we have to, I think, rethink our products on how we deliver services, how we approach customers um, so that we can not only stay relevant, but also find a way to lead the industry. Thanks, Nick. Now I want to come back to L192. You've mentioned it, but what does it stand for exactly? And how did it come to fruition? It's a new team in SES, right? Sure. L192 is, is shorthand for launch 19.2. It's homage to SES's original orbital position. We're a small team creating new products and services that satisfy unmet needs. We challenge traditional SES convention and, and ultimately delight customers. My role, my title rather, is, is product delivery, uh, which by itself doesn't mean a whole lot. So a little bit more detail is I care for uncovering customer and user needs, helping to architect the customer and user experience. Uh, I help ensure and negotiate feasibility with our product teams and ultimately uh, test new ideas with customers. And we repeat that cycle of, of idea generation, prototyping and testing until we get to you know, something that, that a customer is happy with and, and you know, will eventually solve the problem. If I asked you to give me an elevator pitch of what L192's mission is and how it benefits our customers, what would that be? Our catchphrase, Christina, is build the new. Our value to our customers is, is to solve real problems and, and delight our customers in ways you know, we haven't been able to before. Internally, we've got a couple different trajectories. Our goal is to help reimagine existing products and services, help to explore new business models, improving the customer experience, maybe bundling services to broaden value in our customers' ecosystems. We'd like to shift along that, that innovation curve by investing in new services, leveraging new technologies, exploring interesting assets, uh, and help define a new value prop for our customers. And uh, you know, ultimately, it's, it's to challenge and push the, push the business excuse me, out of our comfort zone uh, to, to broaden and deepen our value to customers in their markets. So just to help our audience sort of understand what L192 does a little bit better, um, can you give us an example of a success story? For example, maybe Crew TV. Can you walk us through, you know, how did you guys start talking to this partner? What was the challenge? What process did you guys go through to overcome that challenge? And what was the end result? 
Sure. So at the start of a new relationship with a, a direct maritime customer, um, we got in touch with some of the product managers and asked effectively, hey, what, what's life like on board? This is at the second half of 2020 in the height of COVID. And we learned that uh, onboard conditions were particularly gruesome. Ports, if you recall, weren't accepting ships. A lot of these uh, vessels couldn't dock for you know months at a time. Ships were short-staffed. The average deployment, where it's typically six to 10 months, shot to 12 months and sometimes even longer. And they suffered from seafarer fatigue, which impacted almost all areas of their business. So we approached some of the HR folks responsible for caring for their their crew. And we effectively said, you know, how, how can we help? These seafarers are distracted, they're fatigued, they're homesick. And um, you know, the first idea was, well, you know, let's let's ease their quality of life. Let's just put TV on board a ship. And we said, okay, great idea. Let's pause that for a second. Let's let's uncover the underlying need. Um, and in fact, we interviewed Christina, eight or ten mariners of, of various nationalities, and we found ultimately it was a, a connectedness problem that folks on board, after being at sea for this long, they missed their families. Obviously, they had phones and they had enough connectivity to effectively surf. Uh, they weren't bored necessarily. They they have just enough of a connection to hang out in their bunks and scroll throughout the night. So the design challenge wasn't how do we get connectivity on board. It evolved to how do we recreate a feeling of connectedness and, and SES. Of course, we do video expertise in networks, and we floated the idea of effectively a catch-up TV service. Catch-up here meaning a day behind while the overnight link was free. And we'd overnight a carousel of curated news and sports relevant to that ship's demographics, for example. And we've learned a lot in this example here, in this, in this case study. Um, apparently, basketball is, is a major sport in the Philippines. So in the course of three months, we went from identifying effectively a customer problem to validating that there's a large enough market, ideating and building a working prototype. And then we actually tested this concept not necessarily on board, but in a partner's lab. And uh, we left such an impression, however, with uh, these customers that we still field emails today asking about onboard uh, TV and entertainment products. Well, that's great. Um, you have said in the past, um, if you're not failing once a week, then you're not innovating enough. Can you tell me a little bit about what you mean by that? I, I love the expression fail fast. It implies, of course, that we don't know the answers and that we're comfortable being wrong. Our project graveyard, in fact, over the last three years, has some 40-something killed projects. Uh, we've read conceivably every report out there about corporate innovation, and the data is pretty clear. Only so many, it's like one of 20, if you will, uh, will actually turn out fruitful. And, and even after that, you know, you, you've got only so many moonshots that, that produce massive revenue, Jen. So we embrace that that um, failing fast culture and appreciating up front that we may not know the answers and we'll have to adjust on the fly. So Nick, tell me what's next when it comes to L192 and innovation in the satellite industry? Christina, I love that question and I can't answer it, but I can tell you what, the, what questions we're asking and, and the things that we're working on. We're asking ourselves, how might we make global connectivity resilient? How can we support space sustainability? And how does SES lead a space-enabled future? Brilliant. And before I let you go, Nick, on a personal note, 
What are your hopes with regards to L192's mission? Sure, it's probably cliche, Christina, to to say something about changing the world and you know reimagining a business. For me, I would I would like to see L192 serve as a model for the company. It's a new way to approach customers and customer engagement, show the value in taking risks, be a beacon of light on cross-group collaboration to define, enable ideal customer experiences effectively. I think the outcome of our mission is to be a leader in corporate and customer citizenship. Nick, brilliant. Thank you so much for your insights today. I really hope you get to join us again soon on Satellite Stories. Christina, this is a blast. Thanks so much for having me. always great to peer into the world of innovation and another corner of SES. And by the way, here's a reminder that if you did enjoy this interview, there's a whole lot more of Nick and the L192 team in the insights section of SES.com. We even have an exclusive series of roundtable discussion films ready for you to watch. They even feature Oliver Van Duren, an international public speaker, author, and thought leader who's focused on personal and business transformation, innovation, and the impact of the changes around us on our society and industry. Visit ses.com forward slash insights to check it out now. Until then, keep trailblazing, keep dreaming big, and keep innovating, whatever your thing may be. Bye for now.